The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me today. I'm so happy you're here. I'm Sandy Scarlatta. I was born in Virginia Beach and raised in the Baltimore Annapolis area and had very humble and tragic beginnings. And as a result, my life was a hot mess. Thankfully, 33 years ago, I got my act together. And since that time, I have dedicated my life to serving others and raising awareness that no matter what you've been through, you can choose happiness and live the life of your dreams. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It's my way to give back to the world and share other people's stories. This thing called life can be challenging. And my guests share their amazing stories, wisdom, and life lessons that demonstrate anyone can choose happiness. You see, happiness is a choice, and the choice is yours. Today's episode is amazing, and I am so grateful for you. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to leave a review and follow me on social media at Coach Sandy Scarlatta. Enjoy the show. Lillian Sue, it's such a pleasure to be having you on my show today. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. I really appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me, Sandy. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this because I love talking with storytelling experts. So you are a PR coach and a publicist. You're in the storytelling and relationship building business, and you're dedicated to empowering creative entrepreneurs to gain the confidence to learn how to push past limiting beliefs and develop healthy coping mechanisms in order to learn how to build and launch successful PR campaigns. You know, I think that people just in life um, need those skills anyway, right? (laughs) Not to mention if you're launching a big PR campaign, for sure. Mm -hmm. I've uh, certainly found in my experience, um, a lot of people don't realize this. It's that mindset is something that's actually trumps um, goal planning and your strategy. Because if you don't have a strong marketing and PR mindset, it really doesn't matter what kind of strategy you build or what sort of goals you have. It's not going to move forward the way you want it to. Right. Yeah, for sure. Well, I want to dive into all of that, but I want to hear a little bit about you personally. So what is your story and how did you get to where you are today being such a powerhouse in the PR industry? I started my business primarily on the freelancing side, actually, when I was still a college student. I was looking for paid internships 
at the time to supplement my degree and hopefully, you know, make it easier for me to get a job once I graduated. And I thought to myself, you know, um, no one's going to hire me unless they can see what I can do. So, you know, how am I going to go about finding those opportunities? I went old school and there were days where I was cold calling and cold emailing 40 plus businesses a day, agencies, small businesses, you name it, just to see who would give me a shot and let me cut my teeth to build my portfolio. Um, you know, spent some years doing subcontracting work and then, uh, I had a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners coming to me and saying, you know, is, is publicity something you do? Because I need somebody to write my press releases for me, and I have no idea how to make heads or tails of any of it. And I said to myself, well, um, I'm tired of telling people no. <laughs> you know, so so let's see. Let's see how this this will go. And, uh, you know, let's see how I can get some work experience in this, um, see how I can make it work for myself. And I started interning and contracting out with some PR agencies. And through that was really able to cut my teeth doing um, campaigns for small businesses. Uh, indie filmmakers was a really big one that I ended up falling in love with. Um, and I spent, you know, a lot of years building relationships with media connections in, in different facets for film and television and things like that. But over the course of doing that, I had a lot of, um, it was two things I kept coming up against. I had a lot of great people say to me, I would love to work with you on a campaign, but I can't afford it. Mm -hmm. So that was one thing. The other thing I noticed uh, with my own clients and also clients that would come through the agencies I was working with was that we saw a lot of entrepreneurs who had a lot of the same mindset blocks, limiting beliefs, and unrealistic expectations come up about the results that they could get using PR, using marketing, and um, they wanted, you know, sort of concrete guarantees before investing their money. And a lot of that came from a place of, of fear, of, of fear, of anxiety, and also of, you know, imposter syndrome, of, of not being willing to work with us to provide their input to actually create a fantastic campaign that was going to meet their goals because they thought you're the expert. I'm just going to push everything to your desk and you can take care of all of it. So when I, I kept seeing so much of that coming up again and again and again, and there were so many folks who couldn't afford to have me come in uh, as a subcontractor or as a freelancer to do as a consultant to do the campaigns hands on for them. I said, you know, I've been at this for a number of years now. How can I provide that educational piece that's going to give them the knowledge to better understand what public relations is? how they can better work with publicists and PR agencies, and at the same time, give them the support that they need 
to move forward in that journey. And that's when I incorporated PR coaching into my business. And, you know, with coaching, what I really love with it is that I'm able to sit with a client and we talk one-on-one. We have really honest conversations about, you know, how do you feel about marketing and PR? What are some of the fears that come up for you when you think about sharing your story publicly? Why is that? You know, what's what's triggering these fears? What's triggering that anxiety? Um, how do you typically respond to that trigger? And how can we reframe it, change your perspective on how to, instead of leaning towards the negative, develop healthier coping mechanisms to help you push past those limiting beliefs so that you're not signing on to work with an agency, for an example, and frantically trying to control every aspect of your budget, every aspect of the results, because you're so afraid of not making a wise investment because you don't have the knowledge and the understanding of how that world works and how a coach, a publicist, or a PR agency is supposed to act in support of you, but not take over the entire campaign. Um, So for me, what I love about coaching is really being able to have my clients get introspective about why they're feeling a certain way, why maybe their marketing strategies haven't worked up until this point because they felt a certain way and they've been on autopilot about it and they haven't really stopped to examine what's causing them to really grip on really tight and to have so much anxiety and stress about investing their money in order to reach their goals and The biggest win for me, Sandy, is when I'm speaking to a client in a coaching session and I see the light bulb go off and they go, Mm. that's why I've been feeling this way. And and there's no shame in it. You know, I, I say to them that my goal here is to not just give you a framework and then walk away. My goal here is not to tell you, you absolutely have to do things a certain way to keep the momentum going, to stay consistent. My goal here is to help you understand what's been holding you back from the results that you want in business, from the mindset that you want that's going to help you embrace the joy and the fun of what it is that you do again and to show you how to tailor the framework to make it work for you and your specific goals because there's so much rhetoric i've seen so much rhetoric uh, just in the industry and with the creative entrepreneurs i work with particularly authors and particularly women where it's You know, you have to be online every single day in order for it to make an impact. 
You have to be hustling every single day. And so many of my clients come to me and they're like, I'm burnt out. I'm tired. I'm not having fun doing what it is that I'm doing anymore. And I just want to walk away. I just, I, I need to walk away because I've been pushed to that point. And I say to them, you know, I completely understand that because I've been there too. At points in my business, um, I'll be honest, Sandy, I had one entire calendar year where I didn't make any money. I made no money. And looking back on it, I made nothing happened because I was coming at it from a mindset of desperation, yeah, a mindset of fear, a mindset of scarcity. And because of that, I was focusing my attentions, my efforts, my energies, all on the wrong things in an attempt to bring in more revenue to keep my business going. And consequently, I was pushing myself to the brink. You know, there, I, there'd be days where it'd be 10 at night and I'd be still chained to the computer after I'd been on it nonstop since six in the morning. And, you know, I say to my clients, the reason why I'm always talking to you about focusing on what's going to prioritize your energy and, you know, help you build in flexibility into your schedule rather than always hustling is because to me, the hustling part of it is not sustainable. Eventually, you're going to push yourself to the brink. You are going to burn out. And when I reached burnout was when I recognized that I needed that outside perspective. And that's why for my business, I invested in business coaching. I invested in mindset coaching. I'm still working with my mindset coach over two years later Mm -hmm. because I recognize that for me, if I'm going to talk about education and empowerment and have my clients truly understand how public relations is not this huge conglomerate strategy that you need millions of dollars or millions of followers to be successful, I have to be able to show up the right way for me to honor my own energies, to honor my mindset, and to show them that I'm not just telling them to do something, but that I'm also living it myself. So I understand where they're coming from. Yeah, you got to walk the talk, for sure. Mm -hmm. I love that. So what your clients are facing is no different than what people face in every single scenario, right? It's just PR is just fill in the blank, right? Mm -hmm. But the limiting beliefs, the fear, imposter syndrome, all of those things are so common in so many professions. And, And whether you're creating a business or you're writing a book, I mean, that's the big thing I know with publishing a book. Oh, who am I? Who am I to be publishing this book? You know, the imposter syndrome sets in and all of those things 
are just so common. Um, and I love that that you're you really niched into your coaching to really to help people in that specific realm, obviously, and then you can help them with their PR at the end of the day. So what are some of the the, the tricks that, you know, or do you have any like mind hacks that you work with your clients on when they're feeling that overwhelming sense of, you know, I can't do this anymore? You know, and 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 also, and how did that relate to you in terms of your burnout? Because I think that's just so common today, the burnout, and um, it's it's becoming it's becoming almost like an epidemic in in mm -hmm. some aspects because people are just trying so hard, and and what they don't realize is, you know, when you're trying to swim upstream, you know, you, <laughs> you got to go with the flow, right? Mm -hmm, absolutely. I I have uh, a client that I'm working with right now, actually. She is one of my hybrid coaching and campaign clients. So we're doing coaching sessions to help her build the pieces of a PR campaign that she can take with her. So the media kit, the media pitches, and the media list. And then I'm going to step in and do the media relations portion of it for her so to help schedule interviews and things like that and she is actually an author and uh, she she actually said to me just the other day she said I'm really really struggling with creating the media kit because I don't know what to share in my bio I feel like even though I've written three books I still don't know what I'm doing I don't have anything worthy to say to people that will make it interesting enough for them to tune into an interview. So I said to her, here's a mindset mantra that I use for myself to remind myself whenever I feel uh, shaky in my foundation when it comes to putting myself out there. And um, Actually, I'm actually going through that right now, given that I'm uh, working on releasing my first book, too. So it's interesting that, <laughs> that you bring bring that part up. But uh, I said to her, one of the mantras I use is. I remind myself of how far I've come by looking at my history, by looking oh. at what my audience has told me by looking at what my supporters have told me and the people who have worked with me have told me. This is the positive impact that I've made. And that means that what I'm doing is resonating with people. And because it's resonating with people, this is what I lean into. This is what I hold on to in moments of shakiness in moments of doubting the process a lot of my mantras when i work with my mindset coach on it is trust the process because you create the damn process is something she says to me on a daily basis <laughs> and it's true because right. you do create the process and i said to my client i said you know every single day that you are working towards the goal of getting your story out there of building those relationships with readers 
if you can do one thing a day that's going to move you closer to that goal, it's an accomplished day. That's how yes. I see my work days. I am, it, it's a great accomplishment. I'm satisfied at the end of the day. I'm not stressing myself out. And most importantly, on a daily basis, when I focus on what I can control mm. and the knowledge that I have on that day, in that moment, I know that I'm doing the best that I can to the best of my ability. And that's it. That's all I can do. Everything right. else is let the chips fall where they may. Right. And that's exactly what I was saying to my client. And that's exactly how I try to live my life in my business, particularly with, you know, working on releasing my first book. You know, it's my first nonfiction debut PR book known as the powerful publicity prescription. And I named it as such because in this book, I don't just dive into, hey, this is how you create a media kit. I start from the beginning to show people this is why PR is powerful. Historically, this is what it's been able to do. This is how you can apply it to your goals, but in order to truly understand how to make it work, let's dive into mindset. Let's dive into why you feel certain ways about some popular myths around PR. Like a lot of the entrepreneurs I've worked with, particularly women, have said, well, I don't have uh, you know, $20,000 to throw around for a campaign. And, you know, I'm not a celebrity, so it's not for me, it's not going to work. And what I debunk for them and what I demystify for them in this book is that you don't need all of that to make it work. What you need is a strong mindset. And that doesn't mean you'll never feel that fear, that anxiety, that imposter syndrome again. What that means is when it's triggered, you can recognize what's triggering it. You yes. can allow yourself a moment to kind of sit with it, mm. understand where it's coming from, and then you have the tools in order to push past it to keep going. Mm. And what I do with my clients is, you know, I use a combination of mindset mantras. I really, really encourage them to adopt meditation practice, self-hypnosis practice. These are the tools that I use on a daily basis to keep me, you know, even. And it's really helped in regards to just giving yourself that calm, that peace, understanding yeah. that for this moment, on this day, for right now, you're safe everything's okay. Nothing's falling apart. And you're going to approach what you need to do today to the best of your ability. And if you do that, then it can't, it, it can't be a bad day because you've done everything that you can control. 
Yeah. And when, you know, so for me in, in working on this book and diving into the mindset and also getting into things like goal planning and getting specific about, you know, cause I hear it all the time where they're like, I want more sales. And I'm like, that's great. Everybody does, but <laughs> it's not, it's not specific enough. I, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you know, it's, it's not specific enough and tangible where you can actually work towards it. So let's dive a little deeper, get a little bit more specific, and then you can talk about building a strategy that's going to help you move towards those goals. Right. Right. And in working on this book, I've really had to lean on my own mindset tools to remind myself that whatever the outcome is publishing pre-ordering selling books whatever it is i know the goals that i have that i want to manifest and i know what i'm doing to work towards them and right. and moreover i'm confident in the content that i'm bringing to people the value that i'm bringing to people and when you have that, Sandy, when you have that kind of unshakable confidence in that, you know, I know, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, the, no, I was know, just going to say that it's when, when, when you're speaking so confidently, people can feel that there's an energy, there's mm -hmm. like a magnetic force that people can feel. It, it's almost like yeah. the, the, outcome of that whether or not someone buys the book or whatever it is it almost doesn't matter yeah, it doesn't you know doesn't matter yeah yeah it doesn't because when you're in alignment with your purpose and your passion you know the chips will fall as they as they may and you know here's the thing though about books is that you know some people published a book and 10 years later it became a bestseller mm -hmm. so why did it take 10 years? Who knows, right? Maybe they were, maybe their mindset was right, wasn't in the right place. Like, who knows? Maybe the world wasn't ready to receive that message. You know, who knows what it is? It's just, I love your, what you're describing and, and everything you're talking about is a recipe for just daily life. <laughs> Well, absolutely. And and it doesn't yeah. just apply to business. It applies yeah. to personal relationships. It applies yeah. to personal growth and just having the freedom. Like the biggest thing for me in, in doing the couple of years that I've done mindset work has been is the freedom of being able to let go of that need for control. Yeah. I can't tell you how much it changed my life. You know, I used to, I mean, um, it triggered a chronic illness in me, that need oh, wow. for control. I mean, I lived for eight years where I'd have flare-ups, like my anxiety would cause flare-ups. And there were nights where I would lose five, six, seven hours of sleep. I'd be on my living room floor oh, in a goodness. fetal position in pain because I couldn't, my anxiety wasn't going away. I couldn't get to sleep. It was triggering actual physical pain. And at one point, I, I basically said, you know, I'm tired of living like this. 
I want to be able to sleep. I want to be able to feel refreshed in the mornings. I want to be able to let go of the things that I can't control. And in doing the mindset work, I think I, you know, I came to the realization of how so much of that is rooted in my upbringing is mm-hmm. rooted in the cultural traditions that I had to live with growing up and is rooted in generational trauma. Of course. You know, and and yeah. in letting go of that need for control, what I had to do was to go back and recognize that I did the best that I could to protect myself with the tools, the knowledge and the skills that I had and the life experiences that I had. I did the best that I could and I needed to forgive myself Mm, for not being able to do what I thought I needed to do at that time. And once I did that, it was like a, 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 a giant boulder just fell off my shoulders. And it made life so much easier and it made approaching business so much easier. And a lot of the uncertainty when it comes to growth, when it comes to putting out new projects, when it comes to even figuring out on a daily basis, have I done everything that I can to show up and add value to the people I want to speak to? You know, just that you're even asking yourself those questions makes you, you know, above and beyond so many other people because so many people just live their lives and they don't even question their motives, their actions, their thoughts, any of those things. So I just want to applaud you for that because that's huge. It's a huge, huge, huge thing. And and not only are you going to benefit, everybody around you is and then your clients are just getting, it's just a, a total bonus for them as well. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. And I definitely, you know, try on a daily basis to, you know, add value and to be present and to the other big thing is to show gratitude, you know, to oh. not take for granted where I'm at in life, who I have in my life, the tools that I have and the things that I've learned, you know, I, I used to get, and, and I know a lot of my clients have too, get so scared of failure, get worried about mm. failing, get obsessive about avoiding it. And then when I change my perspective to, you know, failure is not failing if you actually learn something from it. Yeah. If you're able to, whatever it is that you're doing, if you're able to take a step back and then go, okay, what worked? What didn't? Where do I feel like I need to change what I did for next time? Right. You know, because there's, you know, so long as there's always an opportunity for you to grow to change, to learn from things that happen, I don't consider it failure. It's just education. And yeah. we could all benefit from more education. Because absolutely. 
education is empowerment. And to me, like my business philosophy actually follows this one proverb pretty quickly and that, or closely. And that is, if you lead a man, if you give a man a fish, he will eat for a day. If you teach him to fish, he will eat for a lifetime. Mm. And that's something that I talk to my coaching clients a lot because I had heard from a lot of entrepreneurs who said, you know, I did a PR campaign with an agency, got results, you know, got interviews, was on the radio and everything else. Came through the other side though, and felt like I didn't get the results that I wanted. And I didn't get the results that I wanted because I didn't feel comfortable speaking up to somebody that I believed was an expert and who could take care of everything for me. And, and that was kind sort of a linchpin moment for me in, in a sense that, you know, that's the reason why I love coaching. That's the reason why I want all of my clients, whether they come to me for coaching, campaigns, workshops, what have you, they always leave me with more knowledge, more resources, and being better served than when they started. Because the last thing I want to see is to see somebody lose momentum and worst of all, lose hope because something didn't turn out the way that they wanted it to. And now that fear, that stress, that anxiety is preventing them from moving forward the way that they want to, you know, when you have that education and you have the tools to back up that education, then you have the confidence to do anything. You have the, you know, you're empowered to do anything and nobody can take that away from you. And that's something right. that I really, really try to impart to my clients. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's amazing. So when is your book coming out and what is the title again? It's called The Powerful Publicity Prescription. Love and it. I did that because I wanted the alliteration and, yep. you know, prescription is is kind of a play on plan, on blueprint, on yep. framework, that kind of thing. Um, it's going to be coming out with a companion glossary and a workbook because I want to be able to have people um, understand the definitions of terms and everything that's used in the book and also use the workbook to actually take action right. on what they're learning in terms of building a strategy. So right now, um, my plan is to hopefully have things start releasing in the first quarter of 2024. And, um, you know, for the new year, I'd also love to be uh, launching a podcast, just like we're talking right now, to really sort of give folks uh, more in-depth access to me to get their questions answered about PR, to learn from other marketing um, experts as well in regards to how all of that fits together, you know, um, because all these different aspects of marketing are not silos anymore. It's only ever successful the more you connect all of it together and, and how it feeds into each other in terms of content and in terms of promotion. 
Um, and, you know, I'd also, the reason I'm writing the book is because I had people in my audience say, you know, following you on social media is great. I'm getting the actionable tips and the strategy, but I want to be able to follow the whole picture from mm-hmm. beginning to end. And I thought, you know, writing a book is a great way to sort of to give them that, to give them those real world examples and those case studies that they can bite on that right. is really focused on, you know, in on their industries to really show them, you know, if you're thinking about it, this is how you can go about goal planning. This is how you go about building a stronger mindset. This is how, you know, why all of these popular PR myths are wrong. And this is how you go about, like, these are even some of the tools you can use to save time on doing media contact research, to save time on sending out pitches. And I like towards the back half of the book is all about, hey, great, you have that interview, it's gone live. Now what? And now really what do you fo- do, right? <laughs> yeah, really focusing on helping people figure out how am I going to promote this thing that's going to get me in front of the right audiences and have them learn how to trust me? Because I think, you know, so many, um, and understandably too, so many small businesses and entrepreneurs go for social media and email first because there's a low barrier to entry. And they spend a lot of time studying what other people in their industries are doing, right? Whereas with PR, they get scared off about, you know, they're like, oh, I don't want to sell. It seems too salesy to me. And I actually was just talking to a prospective client about this, you know, a couple hours before you and I got on here. And I said to her, it's about reframing it. It's not about selling something. It's not about selling your book. It's about how am I building the relationships I want to build in order to share my stories with the right people? Because it's impossible for all of us to get in front of every customer one-on-one individually. So to shortcut that, PR is about figuring out who out there, podcaster, writer, whatever platforms out there, have the reputations and the credibility with their audiences that I can sort of leverage to get in front of their audiences in order to get my story out there. And what that means is their audiences can learn to trust me. Right. So when you look at PR as a way you know, of relationship building, in order to share your story, it becomes a lot less intimidating. And it's just about getting to know people and having them get to know you and really finding that synergy to build partnerships together, you know, to help each other. Because I'm I'm a huge proponent in community. It's not competition that we're in. There's enough for everybody. Oh, for we're, sure. You know, we're always... <laughs> better for it if we're able to figure out how we're amplifying and supporting each other and our stories and our causes and you know PR is the best way to do that yeah I love it 
Lillian, this has been such a great conversation. Thank you so much for joining me today. Before we finish up, is there anything else that you'd like to share with the audience that you haven't mentioned thus far? I would say to anybody who's thinking about, you know, possibly getting started in PR or, you know, figuring out some ideas to sort of get out there and start sharing your stories, but, but they're scared about it. I would say at the end of the day, focus on what your story is, because you know that like the back of your hand, focus on what your story is and take those incremental steps to get out there. There's always going to be somebody in your network who knows somebody, or maybe that person's able to go live with you just to have a chat, take those small little incremental steps forward. And I think you'd be surprised to see how far you can go and how rewarding it is when you share your story and you can see it resonate with audiences. Mm, I love that. That's so awesome. Lillian, thank you so much. Um, and I know I was like, I was, we're getting ready to stop. My son is calling me right now. So that's a good time to uh, stop the recording. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me, Sandy. Thank you to everybody else as well. I certainly hope that you enjoyed today's interview. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.